This is an RNZ podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Well, that is just brilliant and welcome news. I don't know if you feel the same as me, but I'm very stoked to hear that. Finally, the Trans-Tasman bubble will be happening. It will be kicking off on the 19th of April, which, of course, is no surprise to anybody, given that the airlines have been selling tickets from around about there for the last month or so. We have been hearing for the last month that that is the date. That was News Talk ZB's drive host, Heather Duplessy-Allen, shortly after the Prime Minister announced quarantine-free travel to Australia would begin in two weeks. And like others in the media, she reckoned that she knew what she called New Zealand's worst-kept secret in advance anyway. The AM show that morning was reporting that Air New Zealand was selling flights from the 19th of April already. And across the ditch, the front-page lead in the national daily, The Australian, had that date, or even the 12th of April, as a possibility as well. And while Heather Duplessy-Allen was stoked at that outcome on Tuesday, she wasn't as stoked up as her ZB colleague Chelsea Daniels, a reporter originally from Adelaide. How excited are you? Oh, I'm so excited. It's been such a long time coming. And with family still in Australia, you can understand why it was emotional for them. Since I've been away, my nana, like within the last year, my nana has been diagnosed with dementia. Mm. Um, so I already know from phone calls and FaceTimes and things like that that I'm not going home. Uh, sorry. It's all right. <laughs> to Charles. the woman I left. Um, so I think that is the most important thing at the moment. Yeah, to see your nana. Yeah. Oh, I know the feeling. <laughs> oh, you've made me teary. Sorry, sorry. I, pro- okay. I promised I wouldn't do it. <laughs> it's okay. I know, I know. It's hard. But with emotions running so high, it was a risky call to put a call into Chelsea's mum live on the air later without telling her. You talk to your mum, okay? Yeah. Hello? Hey, mum. Oh, my God, it's she. I'm thinking, well, private number, who the f- Oh, mum, 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 you're on the radio. I beg your pardon? Oh, you're on the radio, mum. You're joking me. Yeah. Please tell me you're joking No, me. I'm not joking, babe, but that's okay. But while Chelsea's mum in Adelaide credited our Prime Minister for the imminent reunion... Isn't this wonderful news? God bless your sense as she came through. Oh, good. Oh, brilliant. Opposition politicians and other hosts on ZB, for that matter, were not offering our PM many thanks, reckoning instead that the bubble would have been blown up long ago if she and her people hadn't insisted on an overabundance of caution. But not everybody wanted to get together with people that they'd missed overseas. This guy in Queenstown, for example, told NewsHub he wanted to get away from people here. I had been stuck in this prison of five million. But from the Prime Minister down, New Zealand Inc. was using the prison of five million, as that bloke put it, as a selling point. The vibes coming from the tourism and hospitality businesses, never backward in coming forward about their plight with the borders closed, were channelled like this on NewsHub at 6 last Tuesday. Towns and businesses that depend on international tourists say today's announcement will save thousands of jobs. While many acknowledge the bubble may not be the silver bullet, they also point out Aussies spend twice as much as Kiwis. And leaving aside that bullets are usually fatal to bubbles, in a metaphor as mixed up as that, Heather Duplessy-Allen said on ZB it was actually a bigger deal than just a travel bubble. Being able to travel across the Tasman, which of course is significant in and of itself. But the significance here really is that this is a new chapter that we are walking into as a country. This is now putting behind Fortress New Zealand, taking a little bit more risk and being part of the next part of the pandemic, which is opening up again and getting back into it. I think a lot of people will be reasonably afraid of that. 
But how much confidence we should have in the bullish predictions of an immediate flood of free-spending Australians boosting the coffers of our businesses, Heather Duplessis Allen reckoned, was an open question. Shortly after, her Australian correspondent, Murray Olds, told Heather Duplessis Allen this. Uh, a lot of older people are saying perhaps not. I don't want to go anywhere until because I feel safe in Australia mm. uh, and I don't want to go anywhere where I might be compromised in terms of my health. But look, a lot of young people are saying, gee, just get us out of here. We want to go somewhere. And News Hub's Australian reporter Emma Cropper found similar reticence over there. But a lot of the Australians I've been talking to over here, most of them will just wanting to be going over to reunite rather than looking at holidays because they are still quite nervous. But there was no such reticence in reporting Tourism New Zealand's estimated benefits of $1 billion a year once Australian tourists can come. And that was also the focus on News Hub at 6 on Wednesday. Tēnā tātou katoa, good evening. Get ready for the Aussie invasion. A record number of Air New Zealand Trans-Tasman tickets have been sold since the bubble with Australia was announced yesterday. And tourism operators are busy preparing for the influx, with interest up 100-fold. That 100-fold figure came from Greg Foran, Chief Executive of Air New Zealand, and is, of course, coming off a very low base. Meanwhile, Infometrics senior economist Brad Olson told Newstalk ZB that a $1 billion figure was actually based on 800,000 tourists coming to New Zealand, a target that may be hard to hit, given that travel is now a flyer-beware affair. Well, I mean, we've heard Tourism New Zealand come out with their billion-dollar figure. Um, I mean, you do wonder if we're going to get just that quantity quite so quickly. I think that's based on something like 800,000 uh, Aussie visitors. That, that's still quite a lot coming through. Uh, you know, that's about half of, of a normal year's worth uh, moving around. So, uh, you know, there are some big numbers being put forward there. And Brad Olson from Infometrics went on to make this point. I'm also interested in how many of us Kiwis hop across the ditch and take our tourism money away from that domestic market uh, back overseas because I feel like there's still quite a lot of exploring of our backyards that people are keen to do. Another economist, John Caron, also noted that the economic benefits might be dented by local consumers here diverting their spending to holidays in Australia, while another economist, Benji Patterson, said the bubble's effects were likely to be uneven in New Zealand. He estimated broadly that if there were 60% of pre-COVID levels of patronage, the net gains for major centres would be close to $225 million compared to last year. And that's a figure not seized on by the bubble-happy media. On News Hub at 6 on Wednesday, Tom McRae was reporting from a near-deserted Auckland International Airport and talking up the numbers of New Zealanders who might be taking their dollars out of this country. It's pretty quiet here at Auckland Airport in 12 days' time. This is going to be a hive of activity. To give you an idea of just how much interest there has been on this side of the Tasman, the Department of Internal Affairs have released some numbers around passports. 400,000 of them have expired in the past year. Since the bubble was announced yesterday afternoon, they have seen a massive spike in people looking to renew their passport. And where there's pent-up demand, there's big money spent up on advertising and the promotional push is coming from the very top. New Zealand has sent in its number one travel agent to sell the great Kiwi holiday across the Tasman. And live from the Beehive, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern joins me now. Prime Minister, good morning to you. And Ardern beginning her billion-dollar sales pitch to Australians. And there's that billion-dollar figure again. News Hub's Emma Cropper reported significant sums were also being spent on advertising this place on the other side of the upcoming bubble and that we should get ready from an ad blitz from there to here as well. But at times, Tourism Inc. has also been advertising to us already, 
even if we didn't know it. For example, at 8.30 on the night that the Trans-Tasman bubble was announced, TV1 viewers would have seen episode 8 of Lap of Luxury, an hour-long show taking viewers inside what the show calls the country's most indulgent accommodation experiences. Doesn't get much better than this. It makes you very proud of the country you live in. We visit New Zealand's most magnificent lodges and the visionaries behind them. The heart of this place is the people. In this spectacular new series. That show, made by the local company Screen Time, features lodges that are all available for hire from one single company, making it a pretty good ad for that. And the credits for the show acknowledge the assistance of both Tourism New Zealand and Tourism Australia. But while it's pretty clear that Lap of Luxury isn't any kind of documentary, not so How We Work, which you'll find in TVNZ On Demand's documentary and factual section. It's made by Nigel Latter's company Ruckus to answer this COVID-era question. How does work work when we're online? Are there good things that can only happen when we're all gathered together in the same place? I'm going to look at the science to see what differences there are between working online and working together in person. Now in that show, Nigel Latter gets innovative Kiwi business people to collaborate on a project online, and sometimes in ways that baffled them. No. <laughs> I wasn't sure what the point of it was, but it's Nigel Latter. He has his reasons for everything, doesn't he? <laughs> and the real reason for this show was to show that business is much better done face-to-face, which means travelling the country more. Greater connection, engagement, productivity and creativity are only possible when we get together in person. Yet the only hint from Nigel Latter that Tourism New Zealand was picking up the tab for all this came right at the very end of the credits. Thanks, Tourism New Zealand. The travel bubble announced last Tuesday was also the major talking point when News Talk ZB's Mike Hosking squared up to the Prime Minister the following morning for their first encounter on his breakfast show since the PM pulled out of their regular weekly on-air chat. And afterwards, Mike Hosking didn't seem sure how it had turned out last Wednesday. Appreciate your time. Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister. How do you reckon that went? Some feedback shortly. In the end, it turned out a bit badly for Mike Hosking. He was even told off in print by his colleague Barry Soper and on air that day. I hope Mike Hosking was listening to that exchange. What do you mean by that? Well, of course, so he doesn't want to on a pro in his programme anymore. Earlier, it had a go at journalists for not answering, uh, asking her the right questions. So, um, you know, you can't have it both ways. You can't uh, have it... Uh, you can't have him... Uh, Banning him, her from his program, even though she did, uh, and then did it complaining herself. about other people not asking, and then questions. complaining about other people not asking her questions here. Well, the next day, Mike Hosking apologised to Barry Soper on the air, but whether he can rebuild his relationship with the Prime Minister, we'll have to see. I took a look at that spat in this week's Midweek Media Watch with Karen Hay on the Lately Show, where we also chatted about trains, planes, and buses beefed-up business coverage and a tramping mag that made a fool out of the Department of Conservation recently. If you missed it, Midweek Media Watch is available for you on the Media Watch page at rnz.co.nz, the RNZ app, or it's in our podcast feed. Find that wherever you get your podcasts.